It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look at the five and ten It's glistening once again With candy canes and silver lanes that glow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Toys in every store But the prettiest sight to see Is the holly that will be On your own front door A pair of hop-along boots And a pistol that shoots Is the wish of Barney and Ben Dawes that'll talk and will go for a walk Is the hope of Janice and Jen And Mom and Dad can hardly wait For school to start again It's beginning to look a lot Like Christmas Everywhere you go There's a tree in the Grand Hotel One in the park as well It's the sturdy kind that doesn't mind the snow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Soon the bells will start And the thing that'll make them ring Is the carol that you sing right within your heart It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Toys in every store But the prettiest sight to see Is the holly that will be On your own front door Sure it's Christmas once
Chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother, and in his name all the
us all remember in our gift-giving and our merriment with our family and friends and loved ones the real and true meaning of Christmas, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
you, Valerie. Thank you, Michael. Good evening, UUCC and guests from near and far. I'm so glad you've chosen to celebrate Christmas Eve here together. My name is Paige Getty. I use the pronouns she and her, and it's my great joy and honor to serve as minister of the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Columbia, Maryland. I'm leading this multi-platform service from our sanctuary in the Owen Brown Interfaith Center, where there is a small crowd gathered this evening, and many of you have also joined us virtually, so welcome all. If you'd like to follow along in an order of service, you'll find it online using the address that will be in the Zoom chat or on your mobile device using this QR code. Also, we will have our traditional candle lighting at the end of the service. So I hope those of you at home will light your own candles. Here in the sanctuary, we have battery-powered candles that will light when we tighten the tops of them. We gather this evening in a moment at the end of a year rife with worry and fear and loss and a year in which we have known moments of grace and mercy and healing, too. So tonight, we gather as people of faith. We who are agnostics and atheists and Christians and pagans and humanists and those who call themselves spiritual but not religious, whether we gather to remember a story about love and hope incarnate. Very special thanks this evening to all the readers, Robin, Sarah, Hannah, Greg, Amber, Mark, Valerie, Cynthia, Liam, Andrew, and Spencer. Thank you all. And to the musicians, Michael Adcock, our director of music, Valerie and Robin and Samantha and Greg, and of course our fabulous Chalice Choir, who've prepared two new anthem videos for this evening with sound engineered, thank you, Chris Horn, and video edited by Lori Coultry. Thank you all for these gifts for this very special service. And thank you to our ushers online and in person, to Liam and Phil and Tim in the tech booth, without whom these multi-platform services simply wouldn't happen, much less run as smoothly as they do. So tonight, through scripture and carols and poetry and special music, we celebrate the Christmas story. A story that, as my friend and colleague Molly Gordon says, is the tale of a poor, brown-skinned migrant family. A family traveling through occupied lands to be taxed by an empire that swells and grows with avarice and power. We remember that it is a tale of reversals and hope, a tale that puts its faith not in strong men or kings, but in a tiny baby, his teenage mother, and a motley crew of worshipers who come to kneel before a crib in a barn ready to learn about embodying love as the call of humanity, especially in the face of empire and oppression. So wherever your body is tonight, I hope your spirit will be warmed by our time together 
as we embody love. So now settle in, open heart and mind and body, and hear this invocation on the mystery of the incarnation by poet Denise Levertov. It's when we face for a moment the worst our kind can do and shudder to know the taint in our own selves that awe cracks the mind's shell and enters the heart. Not to a flower, not to a dolphin, to no innocent form, but to this creature, vainly sure that it and no other is godlike, God, out of compassion for our ugly failure to evolve, entrusts as guest, as sibling, the word. Let us worship. Merry Christmas. My name is Robin Slaw, and I'm your Director of Religious Education. And I'm reading How the Light Comes by Jan Richardson. I cannot tell you how the light comes. What I know is that it is more ancient than imagining, that it travels across an astounding expanse to reach us, that it loves searching out what is hidden, what is lost, what is forgotten or in peril or in pain, that it has a fondness for the body, for finding its way toward flesh, for tracing the edges of form, for shining forth through the eye, the hand, the heart. I cannot tell you how the light comes, but that it does, that it will that it works its way into the deepest dark that enfolds you, though it may seem long ages in coming or arrive in a shape you did not foresee. And so may we this day turn ourselves toward it. May we lift our faces to let it find us. May we bend our bodies to follow the arc it makes. May we open and open more, and open still to the blessed light that comes.
Holidays, UUCC. My name is Sarah Smith. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. And this is December by Gary Johnson. A little girl is singing for the faithful to come ye. Joyful and triumphant, a song she loves. And also the partridge in a pear tree and the golden rings and the turtle doves. In the dark streets, red lights and green and blue where the faithful live some joyful, some troubled, enduring the cold and also the flu. Taking the garbage out and keeping the sidewalk shoveled, not much triumph going on here. And yet, there is much we do not understand. And my hopes and fears are met in this small singer holding onto my hand. Onward we go, faithfully, into the dark. And are there angels hovering overhead? Christmas future is far away Christmas past is past Christmas present is here to stay Bringing joy that will
month the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David the virgin's name was Mary and he came to her and said greetings favored one the Lord is with you but she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be the angel said to her do not be afraid Mary for you have found favor with God and now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. Will you rise in body or in spirit? We're going to sing together, O come all ye faithful. We are mindful that singing is one of the riskier activities. Make sure your mask is secure and maybe don't sing quite as robustly as the Yakitises do. <laughs>
Hi, my name is Greg Akaitis, and I'll be reading Gabriel's Annunciation by Jan Richardson. For a moment, I hesitated on the threshold. For the space of a breath, I paused, unwilling to disturb her ordinary last moment, knowing that the next step would cleave her life, that this day would slice her story in two, dividing all the days before from all the ones to come. The artist would later depict the scene, Mary dazzled by the archangel, her head bowed in humble assent, awed by the messenger who condescended to leave paradise to bestow such an honor upon a woman and mortal. Yet I tell you, it was I who was dazzled, I who found myself agape when I came upon her reading at the loom in the kitchen. I cannot now recall only that the woman before me, blessed and full of grace, long before I called her so, shimmered with how completely she inhabited herself, inhabited the space around her, inhabited the moment that hung between us. I wanted to save her from what, had been sent, what I had been sent to say. Yet when the time came, when I had stammered the invitation, history would not record the sweat on my brow, the pounding of my heart, would not note that I said, do not be afraid, to myself as much as to her. It was she who saved me, her first deliverance, her let it be, not just declaration to the divine, but a word of solace, of soothing, of benediction. For the angel in the doorway, who would hesitate one last time, just for the space of a breath, torn from his chest, before wrenching himself away from her radiant consent, her beautiful and awful yes. Let's sing again, will you rise? O little town of Bethlehem. Oh, dear Christ, enters in. 
Merry Christmas, everyone. My name is Amber Stone. I'll be reading Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house of Mary and David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. She gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Perfect Love by Reverend Dan Schatz It was quiet enough in the alley behind the barn, warm against piles of hay despite the winter chill. I heard the sharpness in her breathing. It's coming! And I held her, against the cold, against the pain, against it all. It's coming! They were hard, those first hours we all spent together, coming after so long a journey. Later, poets would tell us stars, shepherds, and seers, songs of angels. But all that I remember at the end of that longest night is the cry of my heart, is in my arms I held. Perfect love. And this is a reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, the visit of the wise men. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. 
When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go out and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there, ahead of them, went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Christmas 1974 by May Sarton. In the year of the darkness, in the year of the words, the millions of words, accusing, excusing, breaking, demanding, lying, refusing. In the year of the desert, in the year of the bombs, when hatred pollutes the air, what we long for is silence. There have been so many deaths, but no one funeral, no way to mark the place, set terror at rest, say fini. No time for mourning, no healing zone. In the year of the failure, the drying up of waters, we have been stricken one by one as though by plague. No one sleeps without dread. Each struggles to survive alone, longing, deeply afraid in the night. Even the whales are dying. Who punishes? Who forgives? What have we done? Must we go to Bethlehem? Make the hard journey again, dying of thirst as we are? Must we go to the place of hatred and war without end? Must it all be done again from the beginning after 2,000 years? Yes, sick at heart, plagued, lost as we are. Let us make the hard journey. Who can be sure? But perhaps if we go there, it will happen again. It will happen to us. An infant will be born again out of blood and on filthy straw. How naked, how vulnerable, how desperately in need, this breath between past and future. The infant hope. Or shall we kneel again at last in the healing Hosanna of silence? Yes, let us make the journey. Perhaps it will happen again.
Much like the wise visitors in our Christmas story, each of us has gifts to offer in service of love. It is a custom in this congregation on Christmas Eve to accept a special offering for the minister's discretionary fund, a fund that is used for needs in our congregation and in the broader community that might not be met by congregational resources otherwise. We use these funds especially for those who are in crisis of some kind because they are hungry, without shelter. I assure you that your contributions are deeply appreciated by all who benefit from them. And so now while we hear another special selection from Michael and Valerie, on your screen you'll see instructions for giving by text or online, and those of you in the room may place contributions in the basket at the back of the room as well. Thank you for your generosity.
I'll be reading Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what what they had been told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. The Annunciation by Lynn Unger It's hard not to laugh. What a picture it makes. The dumbfounded shepherds and the stricken sheep, the cacophony of bleeding and the barking of sheepdogs dashing and nipping in a vain attempt at order, and over it all the angels trying to make their shimmering voices heard. A who? Wrapped in what? The shepherds hollered back, where are we supposed to go? Poor guys. They wanted directions, a purpose, some sense of how the story might end. And all they got, all any of us ever get, was the sound of angels somewhere beyond the din singing glory, Hosanna, across the improbable night.
I'm Andrew, and this is Spencer Eukaitis. Tonight we'll be reading um, Each Night a Child is Born is a Holy Night by Sophia Lyon Foss. For so the children come, and so they have been coming, always in the same way they come, born of the seed of human parents. No angels herald their beginnings, no prophets predict their future courses, no wise men see a star to point their way, to find the babe that may have save humankind. Yet each night a child is born is a holy night. Parents sitting beside their children's cribs feel glory in the wondrous sight of a life beginning. They ask, where and how will this new life end, or will it ever end? Each night a child is born is a holy night, a time for singing, a time for wondering, a time for worshiping. Will you join me now as we enter a moment of stillness and quiet, prayerfully welcoming the darkness? It's the literal and figurative darkness of this night, of this season, the nourishing darkness out of which new life is born, the darkness of sleep and restoration, it's also the darkness that inspires fear and loneliness, out of which the season of light beckons us forth. We welcome the darkness now. As Michael plays again, let's kindle our flames and welcome the light that together we bring. In the room, your battery-powered light will turn on when you tighten it. At home, kindle your lights too.
The Risk of Birth by Madeline Langle. This is no time for a child to be born, with the earth betrayed by war and hate, a comet slashing the sky to warn that time runs out and the sun burns late. That was no time for a child to be born in a land in the crushing grip of Rome. Honor and truth were trampled by scorn, yet here did the Savior make his home. When is the time for love to be born? The inn is full on the planet Earth, and by a comet the sky is torn, yet Love still takes the risk of birth. Please rise and let's join our voices in singing Silent Night.
The Work of Christmas by Howard Thurman. When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flocks, the work of Christmas begins to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to make peace among the people, to make music in the heart. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Amen. Thank you.